Looking to get out of your own way and make things happen? Do you love inspiration and tips that are based on the science of happiness and well-being? If so, default to yes is for you. New episodes are released every Monday with the occasional bonus episodes with expert guests, each one designed for inspiration to keep us moving in the right direction. Whether you're dealing with obstacles that have been around for a long time or are on a journey of new challenges, know that you are not alone. The Default to Yes podcast is nurse coach and aromatherapist Julie Reynolds on the journey with you, your extraordinary self. We deal in truth and experiment with solutions, training our fascinating brains to cooperate as we show up in the world the way we really want, make the difference we desire without sacrificing our overall well-being. Welcome to the Default to Yes podcast. Welcome to another day getting up and defaulting to your extraordinary self. This is Julie, and I am so excited that we are entering into a new year. So whatever time you listen to this, it's probably going to be at the first of 2024. And I love a new calendar page. I love the new month. And so New Year's is my favorite. No, I'm not alone because this is a chance that we get to reflect and plan and dream about the future as well as reflect on the past maybe unpacking some things that we needed to unpack, releasing some things we need to release. And hopefully you listened to my last episode or you have some kind of way of releasing the things that you need to release so that you only bring things into 2024 that will serve you. I would say that is what our opportunity is for the new year. And our book club is reading Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And it really gives a lot of insight into being present and really, no matter what your circumstances are, finding meaning in just being present and living the experiences and enduring the hardships, celebrating the love and the life that we live. And there's just so much to get a hold of there. And at the same time, I think that there's a lot of temptation to think that we always should be happy or we always should be successful or that there's something wrong with us. Human potential is an incredible force just waiting to be harnessed. And I think I'm always fascinated by the brain and that we can't seem to, no one's really been able to tap the full potential of the human brain. And I think that gives us hope for always reaching for a little bit more of fulfilling that capacity challenging the limits of what we believe and what we can achieve. It's a personal journey, but it's also a scientifically proven path to enhanced well-being and fulfillment. We can get really caught up in thinking that the comfort zone is where we're going to feel fulfillment. And maybe we will for the short term, but I think living intentionally is where it's at. And living intentionally is not always the path of least resistance. It's definitely not the easiest way to go, but it is, I think, the most fulfilling. So we're going to explore the significance of just realizing our full potential, and we're going to look into the science behind it. And then I'm going to wrap that up with three actionable tips that we can take to embrace our extraordinary self. Now, first of all, I mentioned that there are numerous scientific studies that affirm that positive correlation between self-actualization and overall well-being. Just considering Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a theory of human motivation that was first proposed by Abraham Maslow in 1943. 
And it's a theory that states that human beings have a set of basic needs that must be met in order for them to achieve self-actualization or the realization of their full potential. Now, the hierarchy is divided into five levels and the most basic needs at the bottom and the more complex needs at the top. The first level is physiological needs, which include the things like food, water, and shelter. And then the second level is that safety needs, which includes those things like security, stability, and protection from harm. The third level is belongingness and love needs. That includes so that social interaction, intimacy, and affection. And then the fourth level is esteem needs, which include the need for self-respect and status and recognition. Finally, that fifth level is self-actualization, and that includes the need for personal growth, fulfillment, and realization of one's full potential. So you can see there's a lot of layers here, according to this theory, that we can work through. I don't think we have to work through them necessarily sequentially. I think maybe sometimes we're working on them all at the same time. According to Maslow, Individuals must satisfy each level of needs before they can move on to the next level. The hierarchy is often depicted as a pyramid uh, with the most basic needs at the bottom and the highest needs at the top. And this is a framework that's been widely used in psychology, business, and education to help people understand human motivation and behavior. It's one of the many theories, definitely probably one of the most popular theories. It's probably interwoven into a fabric of things that organizations and communities and education. So it's something to pay attention to, but just to really know that sometimes if you're having trouble getting to that place of fulfillment and realization of full potential, you need to look at some of those different levels of where those obstacles might be. So it does give us clues. And a lot of times I think it informs too sometimes our coaching or therapy process to really pay attention to where are we now and where do we want to be and processing that, working through some of the things that we need to work through to get there. That is all part of the journey. So when I say it's not an easy journey, that should give you a pretty good idea of why. As we learn and grow, we move through all of these levels, moving towards that self-actualization, moving towards fulfilling our potential, and discovering our full capacity. It's a lifelong journey. That means something different to everyone. So let's not get caught up in what we see in society, what we see on social media as being a picture of that. So we get to create our own picture of that based on what we are handed in life. And neuroscientific research supports that that idea that revealing that the brain's incredible capacity for neuroplasticity and the ability to reorganize itself and form new neural connections even in adulthood. This means that when things get off track, when we experience hard things that we obviously wouldn't plan to experience, where no one plans to get sick or injured, no one plans to lose a loved one, no one plans for a fire or a storm. But they do come. And so this highlights that no matter what is going on in our world, that our brain's potential to adapt, to learn, to grow throughout our lives is ever present. Recently, we were in the car and Spencer was riding in the back seat. He's our youngest. When I say youngest, he's 23, finishing up his grad studies. 
But he asked us the question, what was one thing that we learned from our mothers? We gave him our answers. For Jean, it was toughness or resilience. And for me, it was the value of strong character. And then Spencer offered that he got from me an appreciation for neuroplasticity. Now, some moms may not feel all the feels over that comment, but it really warmed my heart because with an appreciation for neuroplasticity, when embracing that as a fact, that brings with it a mindset of growth. And then in which case the possibilities are endless and like because life is full of testing limits and reaching for our own capacity and testing that. And it's in all of that that we can experience the richness of the ups and downs that is life. So knowing that I have passed on my passion for neuroplasticity, mostly out of need, probably, if nothing else, of my own need to overcome some obstacles and weaknesses, regardless, that just warmed my heart. So every year we see it, we hear it, we're encouraged to choose a word, and that has always been challenging for me. How do you choose just one word from so many good words? Possibility, wisdom, live, love, imagine, inspire, embrace, bold. These are all words that I've chosen in the past. There are others, but these are the ones that come to mind right now. This year, capacity is the word that is choosing me because I really want to see what I'm capable of. I'd be lying if I said I did that didn't scare me a little bit, but at the same time, it's really exciting. What if I took my tools, all my gifts, all my strengths, lessons learned, wisdom granted, failures, <laughs> struggles, and applied passion, patience, and persistence to see what I'm really capable of? That sounds amazing to me. It sounds exciting and scary and all of that at the same time. And just about anything that is worth doing is going to be more fun when it's done in community alongside others who know that they are made for more. Let's go for more in 24. All right, sorry, I couldn't help it. All right, I'm excited to be on the journey with you. And I'm going to roll out some other opportunities, some different ways in which we can connect over this really finding out what we are really capable of. So first, why would we do that? Why do this to ourselves? I've had a week of what I was calling my sabbatical. It was you probably over the last couple episodes, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, you've heard my voice is a little bit sick. So this sabbatical that I was on this week was forced on me by an atrocious, nasty, exhausting cough. Now, I have not been sick in years, and this year I'm getting my butt kicked. <laughs> so anyway, I had this forced sabbatical, and I chose just to go with it. So this week, I played. I read some fiction books. I read one nonfiction book, and I watched a manga series with my son, who every day adds to my experience and my book list. I tried a new recipe. I don't cook, so this is a big deal for me. I bought an Instapot, and I have a new cookbook, and this morning, I baked a bundt cake. I visited a tea shop, tried some new teas. I got a new espresso maker for Christmas from my sister. And so I've been experimenting with latte art. It didn't go well the very first. It tasted good, but wow. And let's see, what else have I been doing? Playing Wordle. Have you played Wordle? It's really fun. And it's it's really fun when you do it with other people and you get on these streaks and it gets a little competitive. It's just 
a fun thing to do and a way to connect. If you don't have anybody to play Wordle with, reach out. I'll play Wordle with you because it's fun. Anyway, I did whatever I wanted and nothing really that I didn't. And at one point, I actually thought maybe I won't do anything. I was thinking I would take the week off to regroup and see what I really wanted to accomplish through my two businesses, Reimagine Wellness and Essential Oil Nurses. I was really enjoying myself and I thought, I already have a full-time job that pays the bills. It's a great schedule, low pressure, a great team. I like the people I work with. I like our leaders. I like the work. I like the schedule. I don't really need to do anything else. So why would I? Then I said that out loud to my accountability group. It was time to share our goals. (laughs) They agreed that I didn't really have to do anything if I didn't want to because, yeah, I was already working full time. And even if I just continue doing what I'm doing, that would be enough. And then later I realized I don't have to do anything more. I don't have to learn anything new, try anything new. I don't have to serve, learn, grow. I don't have to. I want to. I want to find out what's possible. I want to make a significant impact. I want to see how many people I can take on the journey of just blowing your own mind, fulfilling your capacity, and really living a life that you love. So now I just got to figure out what that actually is going to look like. And you will be the first to know. I have some ideas. I've drafted some things out. I'll share them with you very soon. In the meantime, let's look at what science says, why it's important to stay in motion physically, mentally, and spiritually. Now, first of all, embracing challenges and pushing boundaries can lead to that greater sense of control and resilience and reducing stress and anxiety. It always sounds like doing more, learning more, pushing ourselves is going to cause stress and anxiety. In the end, it actually helps us manage it. As we confront and overcome obstacles, our brains release neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin, contributing to improved mood and emotional well-being. So if you're facing a lot of stress and anxiety, the answer might be to serve more or to lean into those challenges that you're avoiding. Maybe stop numbing those with alcohol or Netflix. The answers are found in just getting up and taking action. And that's a hard thing to embrace when you just don't feel like it. The second thing we find in the research about why we should embrace this mindset is that continuous learning and pushing our cognitive limits have been linked to improve cognitive function. The more we do with our brain, it's just like anything else. The more we do with our brain, the better we get at it. Engaging in activities that challenge our mental capacities such as learning a new skill or solving complex problems, can stimulate brain growth and improve overall cognitive performance. For me, this is going to be cooking, I think, because this is really, it is challenging my limits, (laughs) my ability to concentrate and all of those things. So learning a new skill. Did I tell you I made a bundt cake this morning? I made a bundt cake this morning. I've never made a bundt cake before. So maybe you have and you think, big deal. It was a big deal to me. And I was really stressing about would the cake come out of the pan? Would it break? I've seen all the baking shows and the disasters. So that's what I had in my mind. And you know what? It came out of the pan beautifully. Now, chocolate ran all over the counter and I made a great big mess, but I'm sure it's going to be delicious. We'll see later on. 
All right, so learning new things, developing new skills, solving complex problems can stimulate brain growth and improve overall cognitive performance. So if I can do that while while baking a bun cake, then I'm all in. All All right, so it might not be a bun cake, but you get what I'm saying. The third thing that we see in the research is that achieving our full potential often involves pursuing passions and purpose. That also means knowing what those passions are and really thinking. Research indicates that those who align their goals and their values and interests report higher levels of life satisfaction. I have seen that over and over in my coaching clients, and it really does not take very much to get there. Maybe a little guidance. So for that, that I offer a free coaching session, please take me up on that. If you want to get there where you're aligning your values and goals, or even just getting clear on those, it's the first thing that we do, and it will change everything if you're floundering around with this and not knowing what your passion is or what it is that you want to do. Fulfilling your potential is not just about success. It's about finding meaning and fulfillment in what you do. And again, that looks different for everyone. I told you that we would talk about three tips for unleashing your extraordinary self. This is just a framework that you can use to just see where you are and move forward. First of all, embrace discomfort. Growth occurs outside our comfort zone. I know that you've seen that quote somewhere or heard it. It is true. Challenging yourself by taking on tasks and projects that push your boundaries is gonna will change everything. Whether it's learning that new skill, tackling a difficult problem, or engaging public speaking, embracing discomfort is a crucial step towards unlocking your full potential. Between you and getting that raise, between you and getting that promotion, between you and getting that book out, that course released, the podcast started, whatever it is for you, getting your house cleaned, whatever it is, For you, unlocking your full potential, that embracing that it can be uncomfortable. Chocolate might run all over your counter before you get that beautiful bun cake. Second, stretch goals. You want to set ambitious yet achievable goals that require you to expand your skills and capabilities. These stretch goals will challenge you to reach beyond what you thought possible then you can foster that mindset of continuous improvement and accomplishment. And I think these goals have to be big, you guys. I know that SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, I want to set goals that don't feel like they're very attainable and then put the SMART goals in the strategy. All right. The third thing is to cultivate a growth mindset. Challenge yourself here too. Make sure that you're not stuck with old soundtracks holding you back. Embrace challenges with that growth mindset, understanding that abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Don't give up on yourself when you, you maybe you go and you speak in front of a group of people and you stumble over your words or you forget what you were going to say or it doesn't go the way you're supposed to. It's okay if that was something that you feel like you need to do it again. And again, it will get easier. You will get better. Your skills will grow. Embrace that is part of the process. Mastery is not a constant climb up to the top. It's a few steps forward, a few steps back, a few steps forward. It's a plateau, maybe longer than what you have anticipated, maybe longer than what you would like, but 
if you continue on, you will grow. So cultivate that growth mindset. Understand that neuroplasticity is a fact. We can view failures as opportunities to learn and grow rather than setbacks. Sometimes the failures teach us that this isn't something that we really want to do or need to do. And sometimes it teaches us that we need to get someone to help us get better. A growth mindset fosters resilience and perseverance in the face of obstacles. So don't put up with bad conditions at work. Don't put up with faulty relationships and things that hold you back. Figure out, because you can, figure out how to make things better. The thing that keeps me going is that reaching our full potential is not just a personal triumph. It's a journey that enhances our well-being and it contributes to a more fulfilling life. It also helps build others up. It contributes to a better world, a better workplace, a better family life, a better home, a better community, a better neighborhood. Wherever you are showing up is going to be made better if you are functioning at or towards your full capacity. Understanding the science behind self-actualization That's important. And incorporating those tips into our lives, that'll help us keep moving forward. We can cultivate that mindset of continuous growth. We can embrace challenges and unlock our extraordinary selves. So as you default to yes, your extraordinary self, go on this journey with me of self-discovery and limitless possibilities. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe and share. Get on the list so we can connect that way as well. The link is in the show notes. We are all about excellence here. So let's make a promise to ourselves, to each other, to conquer our perceived limits today. Let's blow our own minds by discovering what we're capable of. We are a community of those who default to yes. So let's dream big and push past the ordinary together let's find out this year what we are capable of. As you get up every day to default to yes, your extraordinary self. And happy new year.